Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. I'm LaCharles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the various blessings that you have placed inside of our lives, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have the opportunity to see how good and faithful you are, Lord. To behold everything that you have given to us, Lord. And just to see how you love us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have the same opportunities, Lord, to show your love to those who are around us, Lord, and draw them to you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that we have the ability to speak encouragement into other people's lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we get into the Word and continue our study in the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> we are in chapter 5 and are continuing to discuss verses 1 through 7. So if you're just joining us or rejoining us, we just want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take a moment to read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, and at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Charles. Well, what the Lord was sharing with me is that inside verse 7, we see Paul um, writes, therefore do not be partakers with them, and we know that He's talking about issues that we have to address in our lives and things that don't glorify God. And so we see here that he's saying that we should be okay with being different from those who are around us. I mean, the Lord reminded me of how we see inside of the Gospels, Jesus said, you guys are light in dark places. He didn't say you guys are a bunch of lights in one place, so you look the same. He said, we are going out into the world, but we're not of it. And how will we understand that, that while we're supposed to be doing business in this world mommy as you like to say we're not supposed to be of it or like the people around us mm -hmm. jesus wasn't like the pharisees sadducees and scribes he wasn't calling out for greetings in the marketplace or did not want to be in the best seats but he was going in something totally different than what the religious people thought was acceptable mm -hmm. and how when we take the perspective of we have to be different even from the people who look quote unquote like us meaning that if they're not walking fully in what the Lord has for them in their lives or doing exactly what the Lord says for them to be doing, we have to be okay with holding fast to the course, even if they're quote-unquote Christians. Mm -hmm. We're not just supposed to be looking like the people at church, but they're doing all the stuff the world's doing. We're supposed to be looking like Christ in our lives. Amen. The, the first verse of this chapter says, Therefore be imitators of God mm -hmm. as dear children, which means... We should look like him. And everywhere we go, no matter who's around us, we should look like him. And not be afraid if people think we're strange or whether wherever the people are. If they think we're strange or we don't fit in with the crowd or the religious group or the secular group. If we don't fit in, to be okay with that because we are honoring God with um, our mindset, our perspective, our behavior, we should look like him. 
Yes. And mm-hmm. not, you know, there's a lot of emphasis placed on being accepted and fitting in. And really, when that emphasis is made, it's made to draw us away from the fact that we are already accepted in the beloved. We're already accepted in Jesus Christ and to try to appease um, the people around us versus pleasing the God who created us and the Lord who died for us and was raised again so that we get the benefit. So just kind of mentally preparing, I think that's something that was really hard for me to learn when I first came to Christ and really got serious in my relationship with him. I was different. And um, and it only became, that difference only became more pronounced as I pursued God. Now, when God is working in his children, there will be a common theme amongst us all. There'll be a found the foundation of him when we are being led by the spirit, right? Yes, right. Um, and our uniqueness is still, you know, like the creative or the uniqueness that he put in our personalities will be there. But on the, the core, the essentials of it, we'll still have that similarity when we're being led by Christ. But something that the Lord had to train me in and also that we teach you guys is don't be afraid if you're the only one that says for Christ I'll stand. I'll, I'm the only one that's going to say, no, I'm not going to indulge in that coarse jesting or that um, foolish speaking or I'm not going to indulge in that fornication and don't be afraid to be the only one to stand on what the Lord desires, what's right by his standard, regardless of where you are. If God says no, the answer is no. If God says yes, the answer is yes, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Yes. yes. Amen. I think oh. that also brings us to very a different point that Paul is also talking about here is that we see he's saying that these are all things that um, are inside the world, but we know inside of um, previous verses he said that we're not supposed to be in the world meaning that if we're not supposed to be spending time we know in Romans he says good company um, bad company corrupts good manners meaning that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be spending time with people who are doing all these things meaning that those should not be our friends we see Jesus wasn't um, friends with the people who were doing everything against the Lord and were, I, were worshiping idols Yes, he still loved them and he was trying to bring and he brought them into truth, but he wasn't just hanging around them because he liked them. Well, let's look at it this way. <laughs> he did eat with the sinners, right? And he went to the the outcast. He went to the people that were in need of Amen. his his care, his ministry and the freedom and the liberty that he was there to bring. However, he didn't make himself common amongst them in the way of taking their opinion. He did not take their lifestyle and their ways as his own. He went to them. He loved them. He was a friend to them, right? And yes. brought them, brought the, the light and the truth of the word of God, but he did not take their ways as his own. You remember, he always remained in the place of remembering he is the son of God and focused on doing the will of the father. So while he was with them, while he embraced them, while he loved them, while he healed them, he always remained in the place that God set him in as the light. He didn't go, well, it looks like you're, you're sinning. So maybe I should try that out too. He never left the divine order that God set for him. He didn't compromise himself. Exactly. So 
the he said to the Pharisees, the the well have no need of a physician, right? It's not the, yes. the yes. people that look right, that look clean, that look holy, that is our focus. But understanding the truth of what's happening there, he did not take their perspective and go, maybe I should try that out, which is what's meant and inferred by saying a friend of the world. If you're a friend of the world, you cannot be the friend of God, right? Yes. So while he wants us to love them, he wants us to minister to them. He wants, he has sent us out as a light in a dark place, right? As he ministers through us, but he doesn't want us to snuff out our light and become darkness again so that we'll be like everybody else. That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's asking for. And he does not want us to sequester ourselves and go, well, I can only be around religious people. I can only be around Christians. I, I can't be around sinners because he specifically said it to the father. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them while they're here because he fully intends to use us to draw other people to himself and to help other people become free, right? Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. So since that's the case, understanding what his heart is, what his intention is, and how to distinguish the difference is absolutely important as we rightly divide the word of truth, as we rightly um, divide the walk of Jesus Christ and what he means to manifest through us. He doesn't want us just to sit in a corner. I can't, I can never, I can't go to um, the grocery store because sinners might be there. Oh me, oh my, that, that's fear. And it's unloving and it's ungodly. There's no truth in that. Or I can't talk to my coworker who is engaging in homosexuality to love on that person so that they have an opportunity to see the light of Jesus Christ in me to know the truth so they have an opportunity to be made free. That, right, that, that would be yes. ungodly. Yes. Now, I don't sit with that person while they're talking about their um, inappropriate behaviors and trying to, you know, um, bring me into condoning that behavior. Now, I don't stay put for that. I don't condone that behavior, but I still love that person or someone that is stealing from the company or whatever it is. And there's no little sin, big sin. I don't say I'm Ugh. now if the Lord draws a line and says, okay, here's how I want you to behave. And you're not going to do this, that, or the other by all means. But just in my perspective, our perspective as believers is we are a light in the darkness. We're salt. Salt isn't any good just sitting in a container, right? Yes, it has yes. to be added to the food uh-huh. to season it uh, for it to be effective. Okay. I promise you had something you wanted to say? Yes, mommy. And what you and my, what you and LaCharles were saying about how we can't be afraid of, well, be being with sinners and we read it or being different than others, we read inside of, throughout the Bible, I believe it's in Matthew, where it talks about how the, if the blind lead the blind, they're both going to fall into a ditch. And, Mom, as you said, that's the importance of our doing what the Lord tells us to do. Um, That was Luke six thirty nine, and he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? Go ahead, sweetheart. Thank you, mommy. You're welcome, darling. And how if we're too focused on either separating ourselves, we won't be able to do what the Lord tells us to do. And especially most times a lot of Christians like to think of the Great Commission as they just get all the power and 
they don't do anything else, but it's really talking about how we should be going out into the world and doing what the Lord tells us to do. Mm-hmm. And with that, we can't be trying to be, we can't try to be religious in that and just say, well, I do this because that's how I've done it my whole life, but it should be because that's what the Lord tells us to do. We read inside of Revelation 3, talking about the lukewarm church, about how it said they thought they were all these things. They thought they were rich, but really they were poor, and they how they did actually have the relationship that they thought they did. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they weren't able to do what the Lord had commissioned to the, them to do. And as a result, they en- ended up bringing other people into bondage. And that's the importance of us being different side of the world. And my Lord remind me of, especially with the bookshelf, if it's all the same book on the bookshelf, it's not going to do any good. But if, when you have the diversity inside of it, then you're able to do any good. So it it's a moot point to have a bookcase with 100 copies of one book. I mean, sans, sans the, the Bible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you have a book for a variety of things that you might need information on, it's more helpful. And now tell me how that goes with, articulate that um, a little bit more for me. For us to be, um, how the Lord asked us to inter- interact with the people around us. Oh, and how we shouldn't be trying to conform ourselves to others in order for them to accept us. Mm-hmm. But we should be also allowing the Lord to minister through us and not trying to force others as in other Christians to be exactly like us. Because we know that's not going to do any good. We want everybody to be like Jesus. He mm-hmm. is the standard and the metric. So we mm-hmm. help them with that, not help them become a mini ourselves. Because then that means they're a copy of a copy. And every time you make a copy and then you copy that copy, there become more and more impurities in the copy. And it's less and less readable to the original. So we want them to copy the Messiah because he's the only one that can save their soul. And we want them to be like him because he's the only one who is flawless. So if if I let you copy my flaws, then how much greater would those flaws become as it trickles down? Greater? Mm-hmm then pretty soon the whole paper is full of flaws and not the purity that belongs and comes from Jesus Christ. So we, we want them to copy Christ because he's, he's the pattern and the example. And we point them to Jesus because he's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no substitute for that. Amen. Charles, you brought up about it's okay being different. Now, there's something that, yes, your mother and I say all the time. Do you know why we say it? Because there are lots of people in the world that will try to guilt us and going, there's something wrong with us if we don't act or look like them. There's something wrong if we follow the Lord. Partially true. But as your mother was saying, that's what we're called to do. It's right out of Scripture. 1 Peter, or 1 Peter 2, 9, says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people, some versions say, Special people, some versions say peculiar people, for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But hold on, doesn't just say it there. In Exodus chapter 19, 
verses five and six, it says something identical, but there's in there, there's also a condition put in, right? It says this. Now, if you, if that's the condition, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession out of all the nations for the whole earth is mine. And unto me, you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. Now, who's Israel? There is the nation, Mm -hmm. and there are those that are grafted in. And how do we know? Because scripture tells us plainly, not all are Israel that are of Israel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. It's not disqualifying people. This comes down to, again, the condition. The condition must be met. So, to meet the condition, the choice must be made for the Lord to mm-hmm. obey his voice and keep his covenant, which is his will, his plan, his purpose, the destiny track that he has for you and your life. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. yes. And the way mm-hmm. he said it to every generation, you find this throughout even Deuteronomy, right? The second giving of the law. So it, apply, it also applies to us today. Yes, we are a peculiar people, right? As the world or by the world's metric. But thank God we're not going by the world's metric because what has that ever produced? Not death. life. Mm-hmm. Not life, but only death. Mm-hmm. So, but I also can't live and operate by the world's metric and still be part of that chosen generation and royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. I can't live by the world's metric and be God's own possession. Yes. That would put me in opposition to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to, I felt led to bring that up because it's, some, it's something that we must do. We must choose for ourselves who we're going to serve. Right? What did Jesus say constantly throughout his ministry? If you had been like the world, you have spoken like the world, and the world would not have dismissed you. They would have received you. you. Yeah, right. They would have received you, you because mm-hmm. you spoke like them. You lived like them. You mm-hmm. But the mere fact that they are not, why? It's because they were living, operating, functioning in the way that their Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, was living. Mm-hmm. And when, the, when Paul says, I became all things to all men that mm-hmm. I might win some, he, didn't, he, would, he did not, was not articulating that he began to sin like them so he could convince them out of the same sin that they're doing that they should choose Christ. That's not what he's saying. And he did not deny Christ in his um, trying to win people to God because that's a counterintuitive. God does not create truth by telling a lie. He does not (laughs) cause righteousness by committing sin. That's not how the Lord works. He does not use wickedness or evil to create good as some people um, mistakenly believe Mm -hmm. or try to attribute to God that's there's no truth in that Um, so Paul was saying if you're a Jew and this is how your mind works and I'm going to come to you with the word of God the way you understand it and then point it back to Jesus Christ I know how to speak your language so that you can see Jesus Christ in what you're doing if you don't know Judaism I'm not going to come and talk to you through a through that lens, if you will, because that's not what you're familiar with. But I can understand how you think, because you were brought up in a different way, in a different region, and I can speak to that. 
and lead you back to Christ. That's what he was talking about. Not that he corrupts the image of Christ on the inside of him to try to win somebody back. I know there's a lot of people think, well, I'll, I'll do these drugs with you so you know that Jesus is real. That is not from the throne of God. There's no truth in that. And that's a line of deception from the evil one. Okay? Yes. Anything else? No. So, as we were just talking about being the light, right? We're going to get to that here on the next episode as we get into verses 8. Oh, into verse 8, right? That's where the conversation shifts and we start talking about being the light. What that entails, what it looks like in the life of a believer. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the time together in the word this morning. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom that you have imparted to us, Lord, the life that you've given to our spirits, Lord. We ask that you'll keep our partners and our listeners, Lord, as you as they fulfill the ministry that you have for each and every one of them, Lord. Give them strength and courage to go out and do the work, Lord. We thank you for your goodness to us, Lord, that you always watch for us, Lord. You always watch out for us, and you keep the things that we commit to you, God. We just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.